Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 141. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Brown Vegan over there. And also get the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. So yes, on the show today, I have Danielle Booker. She is an accountability health coach. And we talk about all of the things. We talk about her transition to meeting more plant-based meals, how she was able to overcome yo-yo dieting, which I know is an issue for a lot of people, her fitness journey, We talk about self-care. We go over so many great topics on the show today. So I hope this is helpful for you as always. Be sure to go follow Danielle. Her Instagram is bookfitx3. And I'll be sure to also link that on the blog post for this episode for you. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. So in 2017, I started a fitness journey and it was straight vegan, right? No meat. For three months, it jumpstarts you into your fitness journey in a clean, cleaning out the system and adding fitness to it. Well, I failed. Okay. Went ahead and I won the fitness challenge, right? So I won the physical aspect, but I did not win the nutrition aspect because it was the same food on the meal plan every week. It was the same food I was eating, right? And Mm -hmm. then it became boring. So as soon as that three months was up, honey, okay, (laughs) I was back to regular eating lean chicken, lean turkey, this, this, and that. But when March, 2020 hit, okay, my husband and I was doing next Netflix and chill. COVID is here. It's, it's crazy. We don't know what's going on. And my line sister, my best friend, Mika, she introduces us to this Netflix documentary. It's called Game Changers. I'm not going to put any spoilers out there, but it's very eye opening. I learned that you can get everything you need from plants, nuts, grains, seeds, whatever the case. You do not have to eat meat byproduct, meat or fish. You don't have to. It's really a choice. I felt that when I ate a plant based lifestyle, right, because it is kind of different. Plant-based and vegan. It, it is two separate regimens that, that, that you're living. One is a diet per se, or something that you're trying out plant-based. And once it's, in my point of view, once it's solidified your whole life, and there's two different vegans, but then every the way you live, the way you think turns into somewhat veganism, if that makes sense. From your clothes that you wear, to the shoes on your feet, to the bag that you wear, right? That's a little strict. So that's why when we jumped into it, I had to really open my eyes and see what fit us. And for right now, it's still plant based. It's like I'm I'm vegan, (laughs) like 50 percent of my life and I'm plant based. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So so you eating all your you eating eating all your plants, but you may have some shoes that aren't vegan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to perpetrate it. Never that. Okay. So <laughs> I can't, I can't ever say I'm a hundred percent vegan because the bag I might wear, it might have a leather strap. You know what I'm saying? So but you know what though, Danielle, I don't identify as 100% vegan too, for that same reason. You know, I think that, well, but you know, it's just, it's like a philosophy more so than anything. It's like an effort right. more so than anything to me. I don't think that it's perfection anyway. Like I feel like sometimes people don't even try because they feel like they have to be perfect. So if I, if you give people the space to figure out what works for them, then they're more likely to be plant-based, which is better than nothing at all. You know, that's how I look at it. So exactly. And that is the whole message. You know what I'm saying? Experience Mm -hmm. it for yourself so you can make the call. Don't be influenced by somebody else or what they went through. You know what I'm saying? If they had a positive or negative reaction to whatever lifestyle they chose, you try it for yourself and make your own assumption. So many times we assume because they did it, it's going to work like that for us. And then when it doesn't happen, what happens? We're then disappointed. And then we give up. And then we cho- and then we choose not to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you got me thinking as far as like a, one of the reasons why a lot of people, they'll kind of start, but then they don't continue is because they feel like it's boring. Like you said, you had that food every single week for three right. months. Yeah, I think that's so relatable because you're not really sure, especially when you're not really sure what to eat. You're like, I don't know how this is going to work. I know for you, you were on a, you know, a weight loss plan. So it was different. But just in general, I feel like a lot of people go through that and they're like, I'm not going to eat the same thing every day, despite the fact that a lot of people already typically eat the same thing every day and just don't even think about it. They eat the same chicken, same grain, (laughs) same vegetables every day. But when it's vegan, all of a sudden is an issue. You know how that goes. (laughs) I do. And and you know what? And, And It's crazy because even, I I can even say yesterday, I was sitting here like, yo, I don't know what to eat. Like you have a a refrigerator full of produce, but I'm just like, I don't want to eat that. I ate that the other day. So sometimes what I do is I go on Instagram to my, I call them, you know, my, my, my dream team. Right. (laughs) So we have some, and I'm going to spit them out real quick. We have some vegan influencers out there that have some legitimate great recipes, great ideas, gives you something to work with. And then you create your own. You feel me? We have the Southern vegan. Then we have Jamaican vegan chick, Carrie Ann. Of course, Vegan Eats, DMV, Shanika, Culture Kitchen. Now, Culture Kitchen and plant-based, I mean, and Southern vegan, for some reason, they have the, are you sure that's not meat type of pictures going on? I and then, you know, they just hit you with the girl, it's impossible burger. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's, or it's tofu, whatever the case may be. And of course, yourself, Miss Monique, you know, I already hit you up on that chickpea recipe. So yeah. it's, it's what you surround yourself with, right? That can feed you in which you then come out with a product that you feel suitable for you. So I, I saw that you ate this sweet potato stew or whatever. What's the recipe? Oh, that's a good that's a good thing to go by. Let me let me go ahead and try that myself. See, so many times we flood our we flood our timeline with nonsense at times when we actually need to feed our timeline with things that help us grow. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, see, I love how you you talked about like the spectrum of how this looks because it can be the impossible burger, it can be all those comfort foods and all the things you right. ate before. Right just veganize. And then it could also be, okay, let me eat this chickpea stew. This is something I probably never would have ate before. It's plant-based, it's inexpensive, it's good, you know, that type of thing. So I just love that. And that's how I fall for me. Like I have those days where I'm eating 
you know, strictly like plants and things like that. And other days where I'm not. So it's just, it is what it is. And all of it matters and all of it is good in my opinion. So that's how I look at it. Listen, field roast, (laughs) field roast with some field roast sausage with some air fried potatoes. Come on now. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. And put some broccoli on the side. Ooh. Baby broccoli. (laughs) Baby broccoli. Yes, man. That's the thing. I'm telling you. Danielle, I want to go back though. I want to talk about how, because I always like to hear the transformation as far as, and you know, we talked about this before, storytelling is so important. And sometimes people, it's so easy for them to look at somebody on social media and feel like they have it all together. And then they don't see themselves in that situation. And for you, I know that you did not, of course, like most of us grow up eating this way. This is not the way you know, you even probably knew was an option as a kid. So I know you grew up in a Bronx and just tell us like, how was it as far as your childhood and food and just your, your body image, just anything you want to talk about when it comes to what your story looked like? Oh my Lord. That is, I know. I feel like you have so much to say. Cause I'm first of all, I'm going to link the YouTube video that you did because I think you were amazing on YouTube. You so natural on camera. And I'm gonna link that video in the show notes so that people can check it out. Because I think that that was, you did an amazing job of telling your story, but I definitely want you to share it here. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for that. Definitely. Well, living in the Bronx, you know, you have your, your bodegas and your pizza shops, and then you have your Spanish restaurants up on the corner. Then you have your Chinese restaurants, right? Excuse me, Asian restaurants. And it's crazy because my typical Friday was getting chicken wings, pork fried rice, some orange soda. And then Saturday, my mom would treat me to like two. Yes, I said it. Two pepperoni slices. Okay. And then I would always eat pork chops or bacon. Like bacon was like a staple in my house as well. So coming from greasy foods, fried foods, cheese, I never really knew anything of a healthy diet. Like my mom would always, you know, salads, right? To us, that was healthy. Salad, broccoli, as we stated before, <laughs> was was something that was healthy. I never ate Brussels sprouts before, you know, before like I do now. Even down to asparagus, honey, I thought them things smelled horrible when I was a, when I was a child. I just never consumed those type of foods. And my body type back then, I was I was always looked at as different or rather I saw myself as different. I was always thicker. I was always the plump one. I was always the thicker one in the family. I'm half black, half Puerto Rican, curvaceous, but I always felt like I was just fat around <laughs> my Spanish family or rather Hispanic side of the family. And it was it was always a psychological thing to me cuz I would like, "Mom, do I have to go?" you know, cuz I always felt different. But then when I was there, I always ate all the food, right? Because it was just so delicious and there was no mm-hmm. off button. There was no stop. And, and for some reason, no, for a great reason, my mom always told me to love who I am, love how I'm growing. And don't worry about anybody that has anything to say about me because I'm unique and I'm special in everything that I do. And it's crazy how you hear that when you're younger, but you don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now to this day, this is what I'm trying to coach to my clients. Like, listen, your body is different, right? What you see in others or what you see in other people's results is not going to be your results. Your body is going to sculpt, is going to shred how it's supposed to sculpt and shred, but don't compare yourself to others. And so many times we do that. Even when I was younger, I did that from my hair down to my footwear, you know, clothes, everything is always a comparison game. And I'm just, I just hope going forward, 
on how we move every day. You know what I'm saying? We stop that comparison game. But to go back to the food, honey, I ate out all the time. Pasta was a staple as well. Spaghetti was the most inexpensive meal you could (laughs) eat. And yes, I ate it every week. Okay. And then my mom always surprised me with corned beef hash. And it's a corned beef hash? Yes. No, I don't think it's, no, just corned beef, excuse me. And she would put some potatoes in it and corn over a bed of rice. And those meals right there was my favorite. And to actually transition into a plant-based lifestyle with my mother, and I don't even think you know, but my mother moved from New York, right? Mm-hmm. And actually lives with us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. And she does these onesie twosie meals <laughs> that she made me when I was younger to the children, but in moderation because she sees me there. And you know, I'm never gonna force my children, please believe. Never gonna force force them into a plant-based lifestyle. But they're slowly seeing the benefits, how we're energized how we move, how our skin is always clear, how we're more vibrant than what they see other adults that they're surrounded to, teachers, you know, surrounded with, you have your teachers and other people that, you know, kids are are regularly around. And when she sees how we're eating, my mom, she then pulls back, right, on the junk food that even she was brought up in Brooklyn around. You know what I'm saying? Like the always the, the China, the Asian food and eating pastas and other things like that, rice and beans, arroz con gandules, stuff like that. Like she'll do it here and there for the children, but her main thing is to try herself on her terms, right? On her timetable how to become more plant-based than than what she's doing right now. Look at that. Okay. Right. I love that. I love how you set the example for her and she just like, "Okay, let me see what I can do." in moderation for the kids and then eat more plants for myself. I like that. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of your kids though, because I know we didn't really talk about this prior, but because you mentioned them, I can't tell how old your kids are. They like teenage, getting to the preteen, teen years. Yep. 15 and 12, about to be 15 and 12. Okay. So like, I know you said you don't want to force that on them. How have things been at home? Are you making usually two meals then if that's the case? Or like, how does that look for you guys? It's not as much work as you would think. So I'm, I'm going to give you an idea of what, what was it yesterday? Yep. So it was a bed of lettuce. I'm um, bed of lettuce, excuse me. Rice, jasmine rice. And then we did the mushrooms, baby broccoli, black beans, and some stir fried peppers. And all I had to do was add lean chicken and just take away maybe the peppers and the mushrooms. And the kids had a, a well, you know, a full course meal with lean chicken or lean baked chicken, sauteed chicken, or adding just a protein to our meal makes them, gives them a, a, a full meal. You see what I'm saying? That way, I feel like even though your kids aren't vegan, plant-based or, or anything like that, I feel like you probably put more vegetables on their plate than you would have if they, before this started for you guys, though, this journey started. Exactly. No, yes. you're, you're right. What about your husband? Because I know he's into fitness and everything too, right? Yes, baby. He's all in. Okay. <laughs> this is a package deal. Okay. Support sister 101. For real. He eats exactly what I eat with no, and he's even more strict than I am. So, and when I say that, right, he's more strict than I am. He's more focused on making sure all the meals are fulfilling because of course he eats more than I do. We have two separate weight loss goals. So I, I want to lose weight and sculpt and he wants to gain just a little bit more weight. So it's really all about the portion control. But yes, honey, we're both plant-based. We do consume vegan protein shake because 
there is there are times where I mean, TMI, there is, it's a little gassy with all the black beans here, mushrooms there, and you know, our <laughs> body <laughs> having yeah. to break it down sometimes, right? We need to just turn it down just a little bit. So we increase the kale here and increase the, the complex carb with sweet potatoes and add the black beans or red beans or white beans, whichever, you know what I'm saying? And we just make it happen. But I'm just glad that he's there with me on this journey because I think it would have been a little bit hard if I was by myself. Oh, yeah. Having that support is everything. Heck, yeah. So, okay, I know you guys started March 2020 at the height of the, you know, the pandemic. But I want to talk about because I know that it's been taken a lot of ups and downs as far as yo-yo dieting and just a lot of trials and tribulations to get to this point where you feel like you have more of a sustainable lifestyle opposed to before when you, because you said it yourself, you felt like you would starve yourself a lot often. So let's talk about that. Like, did you use food as comfort like a lot of us do in your younger days? Well, to be specific, in 2005, when I had my when I had my first child, I weighed after birth. I, well, after birth, excuse me. After labor, I actually weighed in at two forty five, and I absolutely did not like what I saw. And I think I think it was more so I wanted to get back to the old me, right? How I how I used to look when I was in college, you know. <laughs> and when my husband met me, because I had to keep him. No, I'm joking. He wouldn't have left anyway. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> when I say yo yo diets, crash diets. Or just plain old, just drinking water for seven days, which I didn't do. I didn't go that extreme, but I know other people that have just fasted, just straight water for seven days. It wasn't what my body needed, but what my mind craved for. My mind wanted me to go back to that body that didn't have any flaws, right? And what essentially I was doing was eating under 1,200 calories and I was killing myself. Just slowly, you know, mentally, I wasn't a hundred percent there. You know, anybody says something crazy, I snap, crackle, and pop on them, you know, because I didn't have that sugar or I didn't have the natural hormone. My my hormones was off because I wasn't I wasn't fueling my body correctly. I think eating or restricting yourself just for an event or for an outfit or for the moment or for in, in my instance, homecoming is detrimental for your lifestyle because it's not sustainable. Going up and down with what you're eating psychologically in the long run, and no, I'm no professional, but I'm a, a professional in experience, okay? Because I feel like I experienced everything, is going to hurt you in the long run. Like even now with my traveling, when I'm away from home, it's harder to have a balanced, you know, three three meals a day. Because I'm not at home where every I have everything available to me. I have a full kitchen, a full fridge, everything that I need to, to cook or to just make in general. And being out working and not having that accessibility and just being in a regular hotel room, not extended stay, you know, where you have your refrigerator and, your, and you can cook and all that. Not having that, it causes like a, a rift mentally. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to get back down to the pits because I don't have anything. I, I don't want to just eat the salad. That's not enough. You know what I'm saying? I need rice. I need beans. I need, I need to know what it's cooked with. And it's like, sometimes when we go back, when we push ourselves to not eating for this or not eating for that, and I want to be in this, this weight and I want to fit into that, we still have those habits, those mental triggers that cause us 
to to relapse. You know what I'm saying? And we don't want to cause those situations. So when you're when when I'm on work travel, I just have to remember my lifestyle and how I live. And you know what? If I have to go to the grocery store every day, and if I have to eat a raw plant based diet or raw plant based meal, then that's just what I have to do because. Mentally, your mental can really get you jacked up sometimes. And you have to be more, you you have to be stronger than you've ever been before because you know your own weaknesses. Nobody else knows. Nobody knows that when you're at a table full of people and they're eating the cheeseburger and the French fries and there's no vegan options, you know, unless you make it vegan, you know, a la carte items you can do, but you don't make it vegan. You know what I'm saying? That, that it's easier for you to sit there looking at this menu. You're seeing everybody picking steak this, steak that. When you're like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get that baked potato there. And let me get that asparagus here. And let me get a small salad. And you just make sure that this dressing doesn't have this, this, and that. Or you know what? Just give me oil and vinegar. Sometimes that's more energy and more time wasted. But you know what you need for you. It's Monique hopping in real quick to let you know that I put together a vegan starter kit for you. So if you are vegan curious or you're a vegetarian, I put together some steps that you should take in order to make vegan life a reality for you. In the vegan starter kit, I go over meal planning, grocery shopping, eating out, and all of the steps that you need to take to get started right now in a very practical way. Head over to brownveganvip.com to download the free vegan starter kit. That's brownveganvip.com. that kind of goes back to why, like, why are you doing this? I think that's like the really, really important first step when you start any journey, you know? And so for you, what was your why? I know that of course you guys watched the game changers and that made a difference, but what was your why this time around that, you know, really helped you and your husband be like, okay, this is something that we can do. We can do this long-term. I hope it don't sound cliche, but the way that the world is going, And the way that these animals are being treated, slaughtered, just the way that the world is going. We don't know what the animals, and this is just when when we made the decision pre, I mean, post the, the documentary, but we don't know what these animals are being fed. And then if they're being fed that, right, for them to get plumped or, or, or to grow and to get nice and fat so it can look good on a tray in the daggone grocery store. We don't know what, what what we're putting into our own body. You know what I'm saying? Like we know that if we get a plant, we know there's fertilizer, we know there's other things, but if we get organic produce and we, we actually know, we don't know, no, but we are aware, more aware of what we're putting into our body. And on top of that, we're not even, we're not killing any animals. We're not fishing. We're not killing any fish. If that makes sense. So when you started the fitness journey this time around for your husband started it, was it one of those things? Because I know you said that when it comes to when it came to the food, y'all went all in, had, you know, jumped right into the food, start working on that. But when it came to the fitness part of it, did you slowly transition to working out or was it just like we're going to do it the food and the fitness at the same damn time? How did that look? Girl, look, fitness is my thing, honey. Let me see. So in two, 2014, right? My husband brought it to my attention that the regular cardio and and nothing against cardio, but just cardio and a couple of moves here and there wasn't conducive to my style, to my body type. So we actually went to like a pilo-ish type CrossFit gym, right? 
where it's more hit, pilo moves, and where you're just jumping and getting right into it. Now, we did that from 2014 to 2017, like religiously, okay? I was in that gym doing box jumps, battle rope, pull-ups. Well, jump pull-ups because your girl was a little hefty. TRX, you know, slam balls, just to give you, you know, illustration or visibly, you got it, illustration. Yeah, I got you, yeah. But like that gym set the tone to burpees and, and, and just insane type of movements that I've never done before. So when 2020 came around, jumping right back into the mix and adding a plant-based, plant-based lifestyle was, was absolutely nothing. It was easy. It was seamless because it was doing moves that I was familiar with, that I love. And believe it or not, I actually love working out. Like if I don't work out in the morning, I feel like my hormones are unbalanced. Like oh, I, wow. So what? you work out every single day? I do some type of activity every day, be it if I'm walking, that'll be usually on Sundays. Cardio is on Sundays. But Monday to Saturday, I do some type of activity. Now I could I could stay up Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yes, I have my workout splits, upper, lower, a push-pull method, full bodies on Saturday. Wednesday and Sunday are my like go for a walk, walk the dog with your husband. Regardless if it's cold, raining, hot, just go out and move your limbs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, we have to be intentional with our goals. So my goal is to make sure that I can go up and down the steps without being winded. <laughs> That's I'm a good hitting. goal. That's a great goal. Listen, I'm hitting 40. And some people take that stuff to grant for granted. But ever since my knee situation for the past couple of months, going up and down the steps, not, not so much winded, but my knee actually irritates me. It hurts. So it, it's like a, a painful feeling. And so that's when I say we have to remain active. We have to listen to our body and we have to be grateful because this knee situation, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, but this knee situation is serious. I just, I just want everyone to know if you have the, the ability to move, then move. Don't hesitate. Get it done. Don't find the excuse. Just get it done. And if you're just starting, literally just starting a plant-based lifestyle, you have to make sure that you factor in your own schedule on your own time. So if you're doing a plant-based lifestyle and you're not too sure about fitness, just do compound movements that make sense. And it's general. It's your squats, your lunges, and then you can add in some, I wouldn't say burpees if you're not used to it, but don't put, don't add in stuff that you think is going to be complicated in the beginning. Because sometimes complications or complicated moves deter us from our greatness, right? Because we already see the battle. We wrote down the battle before we even fought it, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you want to be in the gym for an hour, line it up. You get in, you're on the treadmill for 10 minutes just to warm your body up. Then you hit whatever, whatever circuit you want to do. It could be squats, burpees, sit-ups, planks, whatever the case may be. And you just formulate your own workout, right? And then you do that for 30 minutes, you get back on a treadmill and then go into the sauna. I don't know what kind of gym or facility people have, but I would say write everything down so you at least have a roadmap of where you want to go yeah. that day for your workout. Just don't walk in blindly and say, I'm going to do this, this and that. And then the next day you're blind again because you don't know what body parts you want to hit. What if, if, Is it a pull day? Is it a push day? Is it chest, shoulders, stri- triceps? And I wouldn't do it like that, but I'm just saying, you need to know what body part you want to actually work out. Mm-hmm. 
So I know that you used to, you know, as far as like the yo-yo dieting and things like that, and you were probably, of course, so focused on losing weight. So these days, are you really, is it more so, like you said, you want to make sure you're not winded when you go up the steps. You want to make sure that you probably, I'm sure, feel good at 60, eat well so that you can get there. Do you still look at the scale the same way? Because I know for me, I only go on a skid on a scale probably like once a month because if I get on there more than that, I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I, know what? I don't know if I want to do this, right? How does that look for you? Do you typically use a scale a lot? Do you focus on the pounds or is it more so just the overall, like a more of a holistic approach? Well, honestly, I had to grow to the holistic approach. But in 2017, all the way to true. 2020, I want to say I went on the scale either weekly or daily, but there was at one point where I was addicted to the scale. And sometimes that was a sabotage mechanism. Like, well, Mm -hmm. I didn't hit this number. So let me go ahead and get this, this, and that, because you know what? This Oreo ain't going to hurt because I already, you know, didn't meet my goal. Now where I'm at, (laughs) I try to get on it either once a month or every other week, bi-weekly, you know, just to see, but I'm not tracking and you're right. I'm not necessarily tracking for pounds. I'm just tracking to see if what I did for those two weeks or for that month or what I consumed, right? My nutrition and my fitness plan, if it's working, but on, on some occasions when you're weighing yourself, right? It doesn't include the muscle mass. It's just it doesn't. Weird. I know. Right. Yeah. Right. So I do that. It's called, I believe, I believe a one step or in body, an in body test. Some gyms have it, but I do that measurement every six months. And that's when I do, I look at the muscle mass, the bone mass, the lean, lean muscle mass and the fat. And it just gives me a better picture on where I'm at physically. Okay. So I know, of course, you use, I feel like exercise is a form of self-care, right? So what do you do outside of exercise to take care of yourself? Like what are some of your routines that you keep up with because it's important for just your overall, your overall wellness? Well, for me, I I drink a gallon of water a day. I have to start my morning off with that. I start, I I get my gallon ready and make sure it's done by at least 4 p.m., 5 p.m., that's something that, that's helped with my skin regimen. Of course, you have to make sure that what you're eating, right, your nutrition is conducive with the amount of activity that you're outputting because there's no way that you'll be able to work at your best if you're not fueling yourself correctly. So not, all, not only does my water intake have to be there, the food that I'm putting in, it has to, in my body has to be intentional. Like when I look at that plate of food, I have to honestly look at it and reflect and say, how is this food going to fuel me for the next two hours until I get to my AM snack? And then how's this AM snack going to fuel to lunch and then a PM snack to the dinner? So everything that you're putting in your body, you have to be aware of. And to me, that's a sign of self-care outside of fitness because you're, you only have one body, right? And your body is a machine. Some people say, oh, it's not a machine. Yes, it is because you need the fuel, right? You need the gas to keep you going during the day, or you're just going to be at your lowest point, essentially, because you're, you're working on fumes, right? You're not putting yourself first. So you have to make sure that you're always fueling your, your, your body accordingly. And then it comes down to your mind, right? Are you, are you writing in a journal? Are you getting your thoughts across? Are you, are you ready to really explore what you think about? Because you know we think about 
millions of things a day, you know, between daydreaming and being sidetracked. So one thing I try to do is write in a journal, just my thoughts for the day, my feelings, my mood, what, what's going on? Like the other day I put that you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that was correlating to parenting. Like I can't keep pouring into pouring into someone else, my my oldest, right? My teen. You already know when I say teen, you already know what that happens, right? Fifteen mm-hmm. year old is 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 working me. He's about to be sixteen in a few weeks. That's but, the age girl. You know that, Woo. honey, honey. And I he listen. My 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 cup was empty. He was not going to get a positive person. So <laughs> I had to I had to pull back. I literally had to pull up pull get a book. And just go off and zone out and get that in. And honestly, also for me, I zone out very well in the sauna, detoxifying the skin, sweating it out. Make sure you get a hard, a hard cover book. Cause if you get the the, the paperback, them paper, them pages is gonna fall out. Okay. <laughs> I know self-care to me is really just zoning out and reflecting and being grateful for what's going on that day. Not yesterday. Not what you got going on tomorrow, just really reflecting. And then doing the nighttime routine. Make sure you know, moisturizing the body, your face, the candles lit, drinking your nighttime tea, be it chamomile, or just, you know, something that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yes, I love that. Okay, so before we wrap up, I want you to tell us how we can come and support you as far as maybe being one of your clients or following on Instagram to look at your workouts. What do you want us to do to come and hang out with you and support you? Well, also always come through on Instagram or TikTok. It's BookFitX3. And what I offer basically on a coaching level is a sustainable sustainability and accountability coach, right? A health coach. But like I said, I'm not licensed, but what I've seen with most of my clients, they appreciate my transparency and my ability to look into them, receive what they're saying, receive what they're going through and assist them on how to push forward to live a sustainable life with their fitness journey and their health journey. I think it's so important that we we remove the red tape to fitness, right? Just remove it. There's no one size fits all. There's no, you got to take this pill or that supplement or do this, this, and that. No, what you need is an understanding of what you want. It's okay to, to want to be a certain size. Whatever you want to do, you will do. But sometimes the things you have to do, you're kind of hesitant. And then there's no sustainable action behind it because you have hesitancy there. So I would say to be more sustainable is to understand what you want to do for you for longevity. And then it will happen. I think for me, and what I tell most of my clients is you have to set a goal. Once you set a goal, you know where you're going and you'll achieve it. Then the other thing that's truly important is to have a weekly affirmation. Not daily. Well, you can have daily if that works for you. But weekly, I feel like you really hone into that affirmation and see it to fruition. And then the next thing is always the big the big ticker is to remain consistent. Always take consistent action on what you want to do that day. Be consistent with it. And then, I mean, it's hard for some people, but you need to live and lead with integrity. There's no way that you can you can. Do what you need for others. But then when you say you're going to do it for yourself, you you then back up and don't do it. Don't say you're going to go to the gym and then don't go unless 
There are reasons, major reasons behind it. But if you want to, if you want to live a sustainable, healthy life, you need to be consistent and remain true to you. Mm-hmm. It's all about transforming your mindset. And I know I'm probably going on a tangent, but you have to transform your mindset and create new habits in order to grow and then to keep that lifestyle. One thing I do want you all to know is it's not necessarily what's on the scale. It's what's in your mind to get you past seeing a number to then achieving that goal. I agree with that. It's about showing up for yourself because that's what basically what you're saying is show up for yourself and don't make excuses because it's so easy to do that. Correct. It is easy. And, and yeah. it's all about a transformation of your mindset. And so many people say they can't do it until they until they try it. And I'm not saying run to the gym or or or, you know, work out for an hour. I'm saying take 15 minutes out the day, then increase that two days later to 20 minutes, then 30 minutes. Any type of movement that you haven't been doing that you're going to do now is going to be different, right? Yeah. It's going to be new. Your body's going to be happy and just screaming with tears, <laughs> sweat, right? And being grateful that you're actually moving. I think that's the thing that we, we, we put too much, too much focus on the longevity of it, having to work out. Oh my gosh, I got to work out for an hour to achieve this. No, just Make the first attempt to go to the gym first. Yes, that's a get in the building. Get in the building. <laughs> so yes, thank thank you so much, Danielle, for being on the show. As always, I appreciate our time because we always talking on the DMs anyway about something. <laughs> Usually right. this, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Like you said, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So reach out to me. Look, www.bookfitx3.com as well. So I'm there. If you have any questions, reach out. I'm always available. Thank you so much for having me as well, for even providing this platform for me. I know, listen, I'm a talker. So <laughs> I just appreciate your time. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.